What's up, everybody? Before we get to part two of my interview with Jamie Pinto, I want to tell you about adxclub.com, adx adjustable mace and club. Uh, basically, one of the most beautiful mace that you could ever swing. Very unique in the design. There's nothing else like it, and nothing is better than being able to incrementally adjust the weight so you could teach yourself and and do it safely to go a little bit heavier, a little bit heavier, a little bit heavier. And the kind of workouts that you can get with the Adex Adjustable Club and Mace are unique in of itself. A lot different than just swinging the same weight all the time. One of my favorite ways to train with Adex is to start light, you know, warm up, treat your body right. Uh, start light, make sure, you know, your joints are feeling nice and everything. And then as you start warming up and your blood flow is going, you add the weight incrementally. And I progress all the way up to my heaviest weight that I that I did in my last workout. And then from there, I evaluate and I say, do I want to try to go heavier today? And if I do, I just add like a, a one and a quarter pound to the, to, the, to the mace or the club. And what that does is it helps me train up and get heavier and heavier. And then after I do that and, you know, I'm starting to feel maybe a little beat up, a little tired, I'm starting to wear down, then I work my way back down. So I do a pyramid. And you get such a good workout doing that. If you really want to see how much uh, pump you can really get into your chest and your arms, and it's just fantastic. And you can probably get a good workout in in less than 20 minutes, really, if you wanted to. And um, so go to addictsclub.com, follow Addicts on Instagram, and say hello to Don when you place your order. Uh, tell him Fred sent you. Uh, and then, of course, there's Freedom Strength Company, which is uh, another sponsor. Makes sandbags, weight vests. They have good clothes, like shorts and stuff like that. And Freedom Strength Company it makes products that go well with your with your steel mace training or in your club training. It's actually like a glove and a hand. They're, they fit well together. And it's turning out to be one of my current favorite ways of training. Besides swinging the mace, I love grabbing sandbags and just throwing them around. And basically, both are very portable. I could put my, my mace in my truck. Um, I could put my sandbag in my truck. I could carry them out to the beach with me or whatever and get a lot of good outdoor workouts. So check those guys out. Support the podcast by supporting them. And also go to steelmacenation.com for workout programs. Uh, I have a $99 steel mace workshop there, which is a very affordable price for a comprehensive workout program where I touch upon, you know, traditional stuff. I touch upon steel mace flow stuff. And I also touch upon, uh, you know, like the more um, ballistic style movements. I, I guess ballistic is a good way to describe it at least. And um, it's, Yours to keep, you know, you download it and it's yours forever. And if you want to try a 21-day steel mace challenge workout, it's for $19.99. And that workout program also has connected to it um, a mindset chapter and a diet chapter. And I get I have all these like smoothie recipes in there and everything like that. 
And it's a really fun workout program because you could also, it's designed so you don't have to always use a steel mace. So imagine going through the workout program uh, two or three times using your mace. And then you say, hey, well, let me try it with a kettlebell. Let me try it with dumbbells or let me just try it with body weight or whatever. Uh, it's pretty much set up so you could keep reusing it over and over again and get more out of it. So that's what I got. That's what's going on. So why don't we jump into part two of my podcast with Jamie Pinta. All right, everybody, welcome back to part two of this episode I'm doing with Jamie Pinto. Uh, where we last left off, basically, Jamie said he was going to make our life a lot easier. He's a good coach because that's what coaches do. And I do want to compliment you, Jamie. Uh, since I've known you, you've always been a very good speaker, um, very you know easy to listen to. You know how to break things down. That goes with your steel mace coaching as well as with this other stuff that we're talking about, where we're talking about consciousness and these these crazy concepts that are very hard and complex for people to understand. So just I just wanted to throw that your way. But um, without further ado, let's kick back into what you were talking about, my friend. Let's hear this. This is very interesting. Okay. So um, I'll break it down as a step-by-step process of how this will make your life a lot easier. Um Going back to like what I posted was when I was a kid, I had all these crazy dreams of floating out of my body, this, that, and the other. Everyone does that. Talk to anybody about their dreams, and I guarantee somewhere in the conversation, they're going to tell you the same thing. Oh, I've had a body where I was, I had a dream where I was out of my body. I was walking around my house. This is a mechanical process that everybody does. We just forget it. Um, but it is also evidence that there is something more than just your physical body. Okay. So everybody's experienced some sort of deja vu, some sort of thing they can't explain or they can't articulate. Right. If nobody, if somebody hasn't experienced anything like that, um, they will at some point, (laughs) but that's your first step to know that you are more than your physical body from the words of Robert Monroe. Um, Knowing that you are more than your physical body, well, that means that there is something connected to your physical body making your physical body work. Um, We'll call that your energetic body slash bodies. And those can be trained very much like muscles can be trained. Just how how we do strength and conditioning for our physical body and our muscles – you can do th- strength and conditioning for your energetic body and those faculties. Um, I'm available for them. <laughs> Number three, you, like I said before in, in, in the first part, was your currency um, to pass over to the other side and, and graduate and get past uh, different um, different checkpoints is – what your emotions were, what your emotional state was, and how you reacted to your emotional state while you were here. So this whole thing, this whole experience, this whole experiment is geared to make you have emotional reactions, okay? 
anger, guilt, hate, love, passion, empathy, compassion, all everything in between. You are supposed to experience these emotions, okay? The difference is you're not supposed to stay in some of these emotions, okay? So something that you can take away from knowing, from having that knowledge is that you don't have to let your emotional states control you. You don't have to like ruminate over vengeance or hate or there, you know, anything in between because basically you're just going to carry that over to the next life you're going to carry that's going to hold you here and essentially what you're trying to do long story short is you are trying to vibrate the purest emotion which is unconditional love and i'm not talking about unconditional love in the woo woo sense of like love everybody be positive da, da, da. it's actually way more vast than that uh it Unconditional love is something very hard to articulate and put into words. The only way that I can actually sum it up is by understanding that you are part of the whole. You are just a smaller part of the whole. And the whole contains everything. Every emotion, every thought, everything that you could think of, every situation, you are part of that. You are just a smaller part of it experiencing itself as a smaller part that's it right so basically what you're doing is you are trying to purify yourself in many ways to get rid of more negative aspects of yourself which cleans off the etheric dirt and debris that is part of your aura that is keeping you here keeping you bound to this earth realm we'll say you're bound to this earth realm essentially to learn how to clean off your aura and ascend into other realms question why do i need to learn it why can't i just go they don't want well, me unless i know here's the thing you will learn it everybody will learn it mm. that's the thing that's part of the reason why you never really have to worry because uh, in the end, it all works out. Okay. okay. Yeah. It all works out. Yeah. It all works. In the end, it all works out. That's how it's built. That's what it does. But what about, does it work out for everybody? No doubt. Or is this where the concept of hell comes in? Yeah. Are there those who just, you know what? You've been through this cycle 150 times and you haven't learned a damn thing you're out of here down into the pit so no like you remember how i remember how i described like that first initial boundary or barrier where like somebody who's an addict would end up in after they die and they're just trying to get the fix yeah that's that's what hell is okay that's that can be characterized as a personal hell that you're stuck in this eternal loop of chasing this fix okay yeah. yeah does that make sense now yeah in fact that invokes a very uh crazy story i once heard um about a woman who like all her 
all she did was spend her days looking for an orgasm. And she was so lost in that, that when she went to this hell, that's all she wanted to get, but she couldn't get it. It was some weird thing, but that's what it, it uh, invokes when you say that. So you're trying to that's fix that addiction in this book. Oh, are you kidding me? That story that you're talking about is a story in this book. Holy shit. That is mind blowing. Dude, I never read that book. I heard that somewhere else. I don't even know. I've read a lot of stuff, bro. I, I couldn't even tell you where I, but it's that story stuck with me. Wow. Yeah. So just real quick, what that is, is like, that's somebody who is uh, like a, like a basically like has a sexual addiction in life. And then when they die, um, they basically join up in this huge mass of people who also had sexual addictions. They, they like attracts like, remember that like attracts like even outside of the body. So like things all come together and what those like energies are doing, they're all interacting with each other and they're all chasing that orgasmic state, but it's never happening. So yeah. they're just this energy rolling around inside outside of um the physical world that is just a massive energy of just all this all these addicts that were addicted to the orgasmic physical process so that's a like i said that's a little part in here um and that what i said was very important like attracts like okay so when when you hear like the the adage of put positive in the world and you will get positive back put negative into the world you will get negative back that's true but all truths are a half truth if you put positive into the world you will get positive back you might not get it back right then and there but it will come back because it's it is a ripple effect the wave that you put out will bounce off the wall and come right back to you we just have to manage or we just have to wait because we're in the confines of time and space if you do the negative, the same thing will happen. On a deeper level, whatever you do to anyone, you do or you are doing to yourself. Okay, so when when we hear Jesus say in the scriptures, "Whatever you do to me, uh, you do unto my brother," and so on and so forth, um, or whatever whatever you whatever you do to your brother, you do to me. That's very true. But what he's saying is. We are all the same exact thing on a deeper level. And whatever you do to somebody else, you are doing to a part of yourself. Now, like I said, this whole holographic experimental thing that basically uh, just accumulates a bunch of emotional energy for something else. Um, there are people inside of this thing that are really fucking with you that have been on this ride for a very long time. And they know how the ride works and why it works. And they just are, you know, kind of performing a function to, in a sense, make everybody else um, do what they're supposed to do, which is come here and learn. With but this, uh, with this, these people, you're saying these are like veterans, people who have been around the block a bunch of times and they're aware of this cycle of events. And they're they're 
doing malfeasance because of they have this they actually have the knowledge and they're using the knowledge to to like you said f with people because they have a an evil core to them it's not so much of an evil core okay, okay. really what it comes and you have you have people that have been on this ride for a very, very long time. I know that I've been on this ride for a very, very, very long time. The only reason I know is because uh, all of this knowledge will come to you. Um, it'll find you at some point in life and let you know where you're at. Um, so we're going to say that there's been people that have been on this ride uh, for a very long time and they have this knowledge and they don't they don't, they don't use it for the betterment of their brothers and sisters. They use it for self-gain. Um, well, the thing about this ride is, even though you've, you've been on it for a very long time and you understand that there's things outside of it, the human ego still has a survival mechanism attached to it. We have all this deep wiring attached to us. And also, you have desires. You can't be in this earth realm without having desires. You can't stay here without having desires. If you have, if you, if you are desireless, well, then you have no reason to be here. And your body would just basically be like, well, I'm not, I'm not seeking anything. Why am I even in a human body? So again, when it comes to uh, the, the operation of, the ego, and I'm not talking about the ego in in, in a Jungian or a uh, a Freudian sense. I'm talking about the ego as like a vehicle that is uh, tied to your physical body to for you to actually have this experience. Um, there there's people out there with with the knowledge, um, and that knowledge is kept secret for a very very good reason. Um, and some of the people who you think are the good guys are not really the good guys. Um, and I can't really say more than that because um, that's kind of like everybody else's journey to and, 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 and truth to go look for. I'm not here to break anybody's reality apart. Yeah. I'm just saying that when you start to look deeper into the things that you hold dear and the people that you look up to and so on and so forth. Um, well, in the spectrum, there's a positive side and there's a negative side. And um, the truth is somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I'm going to do like a little mental gymnastics here and run the risk of breaking my neck. Uh, but what it sounds like you're saying is based upon everything that you just laid down, people will determine what's good or bad based upon their reality anyway right and yeah. and this is to to really discover the truth it's a every person's individual journey it's like trying to tell somebody that there's like this big conspiracy going on and you show them all the evidence but if they're not ready to see it it goes right over their head and they have to discover it on their own yeah and in fact you could also retard their ability to reach that point if you push too hard, too aggressively, 
and say, look, no, this is right. This is wrong. That, that might repel them. And then they'll never even look at it for a millennia or whatever it takes for them to come through this cycle. It could be some of that too. But like I said, this all works out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It all works out because we're all part of the same exact thing. And what happens is people that have been on this ride for a really long time and they don't have to come back, they hang around and help people yeah. get off this ride. Because what the object, the, 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 the object of the ride is for everybody to take the ride, go on the ride, and then exit the ride together. Nice. Okay, that's, that's great. What, that's so, what this is for. All right. So let we've we've you promised that you were gonna make life easier for us. And I, you know, I'm like a little kid on Christmas here. I can't wait any longer. But I don't want to leave the audience hanging much longer. So, so let's jump to that now. So I'll I'll sum it up. I started getting into that, but okay. Step number one, pay attention to your dreams. Do whatever you have to do to get way better sleep and go into dreaming state. If that means taking magnesium, if that means uh, getting to bed early so you can get more sleep time in, it is crucial that you get good sleep and you hit all of the restorative sleep and you hit REM sleep. Okay? If you have time, write down the first thing that you remember when you wake up doesn't have to be a paragraph. It just can be a few, uh, can be a few words or a sentence or two. That's training the the dream muscle. That's training that that muscle. That's conditioning it. Uh, and okay. I I also heard that before. And if you don't remember anything, to actually write down that you don't remember anything, because yes. that's going to train the muscle. Yes. Right. Number two, your emotions. Okay. Whatever your emotional state, your emotional state is emitting a frequency. Your emotional state is very much like tuning into a radio station. When you turn into a radio station, you are tuning into specific a specific kind of music, a specific show, um, whatever it may be. That's what you're going to hear, and that's what you're going to interact with. Your emotional states are very much the same way. You can change your emotional state and you can change the frequency that you're emitting and the frequency that is coming back to you as well. So understand what your emotional states are, the things that trigger you, why it's triggering you, and how you can come back to a more balanced emotional state. That will pay dividends across your reality to the end of time, okay? Number three, find a practice that will help you understand what your mind is actually doing, how your mind works. You can do meditation, you can do breathing practices, you can do guided meditations, everything like that. But, and again, there's a myriad of things to pick from out there. Um, one thing may not work for the next person. I tried every kind of meditation you could possibly shake a stick at. Not one meditation worked for me. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I practice 
I literally practice alchemy every day um, in the mental sense. That's what you're doing. You're learning what your mind is doing so you can purify the stream of thoughts that are happening and you don't attract unwanted things into your life and you don't put unwanted things out into your life. Um, but what you're trying to do is you're trying to find a practice that does this process for you and i'll explain it and it'll be a lot easier to understand the practice that you pick has to make you have this realization and this direct experience to understand it let's say that your thoughts and your mind is a tv that is on all day long 24 7 365 never shuts off well you're sitting in front of that tv all the time taking in what's on the tv what a mental practice does like meditation or whatever else that you pick that practice allows you to get up from the tv and realize that you're in a room that you can walk away from the tv into another room and have the TV on in that room, but not be watching it and not be absorbed by it. You're in another room doing something else in the house, per se. That TV is still on in the background. It's still talking, it's still making noise, the show is still playing, but you're not paying attention to it. It's just background noise to you. Mentally, you're doing something else in another room in the house. So what I'm saying is whatever practice that you get into, that mind chatter that is happening for you, that's the TV that's on in the other room. It doesn't shut off. But mentally, you're in another room and you are recognizing that that mental chatter is actually not you. You are witnessing it happen. And what it is, it's a product. The TV is just your ego on a certain channel spewing thoughts at you but you end up being the person that is witnessing that even taking place. The next step in that process is you can walk back into that room and you can literally change the channel on the TV. Okay. That is the practice, whatever, however you do that, whatever mental practice, whatever ritual practice, whatever it is that works for you, that is what you're trying to do in a very practical, pragmatic, mechanical sense. You're trying to understand what your thoughts are, how they work, and how you can make them work better for you to have a more seamless way through this experience and check off the things that you're supposed to check off on the way to graduate out of this or else you're just coming back here and you're doing it all over again and you get as pissed off as you want you could do have every desire that you possibly want you can do you can you can uh you can be as rich as you want you can be as poor as you want anything that you want you can do here in this earth ride the difference is after you've done it so many times there's a part of you that remembers I feel like there's something more than this and I can't, I don't know how to verbalize that and I don't know how to put it into, into the right terms, but 
there any the other things that people desire around me and the other things that people sink their energy into i just have zero interest in that right i'm interested in something that i don't have words for and yeah. that thing is why and what is this why am i here what is this and what's going on you know the people yeah. that are having those questions and those realizations is what this podcast is for everybody else is going to be like Whoa. and that's fine that's completely fine because in the end it all works out anyway right that's that's really that's really intense it's interesting and you make me think about like you know the the feelings of fulfillment or um you know as you go through your day the things that make you feel feel really fulfilled and and you know we kind of know at least as adults as we come come to a point in our life that there's certain things that really don't matter that we put so much energy into like making a lot of money and stuff like we know that, that there's people that are uh so poor that all they have is money right they're so poor that all they have is money and that's not and we know that there's other things in life like love and and the and kindness and and those things that make us feel just you like you can't describe like you just said you can't put it into words and i think maybe a lot of times people get um thrown off course because it's so sometimes abstract and it's hard for them to since it's hard to put into words how do i even say what it is that i want that i don't know that i want that i think that i want and sometimes i think people might just get put off like ah i'm just i'm just dreaming i'm just thinking there's something right and then we go and we put our energy into the into the material world because that's at least something that we could count our money we could count our friends and you know count whatever right i feel like that that's sort of part of what you're saying at least it is um it, it is part of what I'm saying, and there's nothing wrong with it at the same time. Mm. There's nothing it's wrong. It's a process. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with anybody. There's nothing wrong with how they live their life. There's nothing wrong with where they are in their life. Because, like I said, this all works out in the end anyway. Yeah. But there are some of us that are just like, well, um, I know I can speed up the process for myself. And by speeding up the process for myself, I'm actually going to speed up the process for everybody. And that's what every, that's, that's a place that everybody has to get to. Um, when people say like, uh, you know, become selfless in the way that I understand it is the greatest thing that you can do is help yourself to help everybody else. Right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there trying to help and they are, but they're wounded. Right. So they're trying to help, but they're help. They're helping from a wounded state. Yeah. They're and ripping themselves apart in the process of trying to help. And that's fine too. They're at least trying to help. They yeah. at least are on the right path. Yeah. But they actually need to help their own wounds first before they can help anybody else because what they're doing is they're spilling blood 
onto the person that they're trying to help. They're spilling, they're spilling spiritual blood and trauma onto whoever else they're trying to help. And those people will uh, absorb that spiritual blood and trauma and put it to use. And it doesn't really, it just kind of creates more of a mess. But at the core, every, everybody's trying to help. And that's right. the right thing to do. But you have to help yourself first, not in a selfish way, not in a me way, not in a me first way, not in a me first uh, gain in front, of anybody, in, in front of everybody else way. It's a, I need to go in the back room and patch myself, patch myself up so I can get back on the floor and help my team win this game. Right. It's and like the, the, um, and the plane's going down and the air masks drop. You're supposed to put the mask on yourself first, and then you help other people. You're not going to do it the other way because you're going to wind up being useless to yourself and everyone else. Right, and that right there is a perfect metaphor for life. It's like there's moments where the plane is going down, and you have to put the mask on yourself to be able to calm yourself down to help the people next to you because the people next to you are probably freaking out. Right. And it's no good if you're freaking out too, yeah. then nobody gets helped. So, um, you know, a, a lot of what I end up doing for, um, <laughs> for work <laughs> is helping people calm down a little bit and saying like heal themselves so they can actually do what they're supposed to do for everybody else around them. So you're talking about when you're, when you're doing uh, personal training. Sometimes, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I know uh, because it's a lot more than physical work, and you know that. Yeah, and that's that's why I said what I said about you. You're you're very good at breaking down things so people understand them, and I think the the physical side of things is important so people can learn this stuff too. You know, just getting people moving and just feeling blood flow in their bodies, and then you're in their ear. And you're saying something encouraging, or you're putting things in a certain perspective for them. They, you know, their antennas are up; they're more receptive to what you're saying because they're already doing something that's very good for them to begin with, and they know it. So they're in a more positive state to begin with. And I think that's one of the the best things about personal trainers who really take that practice seriously. They they know that there's more to it than just the physical. And that could be a daunting task for a lot of people because the last thing you want to do is overstep your boundaries in a way and and make your clients feel like like oh what's where's where are we going with this deep stuff you know so you got to know your clients you got to be able to read people well and know where you can where you can bridge the gap and where you need to stand back so I know that you are are good at that stuff and and that's uh, that's why I said what I said and I mean it. Oh, I, I appreciate it. And, you know, Fred, you're the same thing. You're, you're doing you're, what you're doing, what I call like the Lord's work. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> That's a great compliment, man. Thank you. you know, like, Thank I, you. I, I, I really feel that what we're doing is truly like the Lord's work. Um, we are helping people get to a better place physically so that they can get to a better place mentally. Yeah. Yeah. You can't get to a better place mental. Well, okay. I shouldn't say that. You can get to a good place mentally without without getting there physically. But when you get to that better place mentally, you're probably going to say, "You know what? I got to get I got to get myself there physically too." Yeah, right. 
it's they they're 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 one and the same. Yes. Um, right. You know, I've I've sat with people who have had uh, pretty miraculous um, experiences <laughs> uh, in many ways, shapes, and forms. And uh, at some point, in the conversation is just like, "Yeah, I got to get back in the gym. I got to get doing mm-hmm. this." And, and it's just like, "Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know." Uh, why do you think this is my career? Because if I wasn't doing this for myself, I couldn't be of service to anybody else. I'd be a mess. Yeah. See, I and, like that um, though. You're, you're, what you're saying is being of service to somebody else. And I know um, the little bit that I've read that I understand out of like the Bible and stuff like that, that comes up often, you know, not only being of service to God, but service of service to your fellow man, those people around you. Um, And that's a concept that you don't even need to believe in God or Christianity or anything to actually understand that you could understand that from a secular point of view. And you said it earlier, you you pretty much touched on it all, but you want to be able to help those around you because that's just at the end of the day, helping you as well. And it's elevating everybody. And if everybody kind of does that, wow, what a what an amazing world it really would be, right? It would be. It it, it absolutely would be. And that's that's the dream. Yeah. You know? Probably that, not that, attainable though. It's not that's more of a utopian idea because everybody's at a different point in this, like we just covered. Some people yeah. are like you, where you feel that you've you're you've journeyed down this road so often you have this deeper understanding where there's other people that are hearing this for the first time and they're scratching their heads and they're all twisted up right now. So you get the mixed bag every day. New people are born and new people and, and old people leave, right? So it's there's renewing yeah. process, but it's always the same leaves turning over again. Yeah, absolutely. And and the thing is, like, I do believe that a utopia can exist. It that's that's where it goes. Do I think we'll see it in our lifetime? No. <laughs> okay. No. 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 I do not think we'll see that in our lifetime. We have mounds of work to do um, to get to that place where. Um, people have been on this ride so many times that they start to kind of wake up a little bit and 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 come become conscious of that fact that they start doing that type of work. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I, at the very least, um, you can do your part in your little small corner of the world. That's and it. Just, yeah. Yeah. That's that's really all you're supposed to do anyway. Yes, right. And I've had this discussion with you before uh, a couple of years ago when the world inverted and flipped on its head and everything. And and I always remembered what you said. And and uh, anybody else listening, it's something to think about. So, Jamie, we're going to uh, – that's it. We're going to we're gonna wrap this yeah. one up. Um, yeah. But excellent talk, and, and the information was great. I was really bugged out when I, when I mentioned that story that you said was in the book. I was like, wow, that's – that's incredible. I never read the book, but meanwhile, I had heard that story through another means. Um, as uh, you know, it's it's these conversations are just great, and they're so uh, helpful. I hope people out there 
um, learn something from this. And of course, Jamie, uh, you have a lot to say. So like usual, I got to have you come back on again. We'll have to do this again. Don't go anywhere. Sure, <laughs> stay, yeah. stay, stay within touch, and um, I'll be seeing you soon. And everybody, you know, go to uh, Jamie's uh, Instagram. It's The Alchemist, and uh, follow him. And uh, if you're new to the podcast, make sure you subscribe, like, and share, and uh, check out some of the older episodes. And stick with this because this conversation is something more I want to delve into with other, other people as we um, – move down the road um, i'm going to be having on uh somebody pretty soon we're going to be talking about the occult and um you know that's just something of interest to me uh i'm curious and i think a lot of other people are so uh good stuff coming down the road not just steel mace stuff what is that what do you put we're basically in my office like yeah right <laughs> you know like where i do all my work so yeah right yes yeah. Mental as well. Right. Yeah, good stuff, man. So thank you for uh, coming on, and I'll talk to you soon, man. Enjoy the rest of your day, and thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you at the next one. And meeting for all. I think I'm going to hang up on you, but I don't know how to do it.